0: Back on the hunt with Supernatural season one,
1: episode twenty-one, Salvation. My name is Chris Barris, and my name is Dan Cummins. Chris, we only have one more of these after this. Season one is almost over. It's it's kind of surreal that we've been doing this for this long, but it, it feels really gratifying. I feel like we've we've covered a lot of ground, finding our groove, understanding like what ties everything together. So this one in particular, um, you know, this is the It's almost a part one of a two-part season finale, so it almost feels like we're talking about the finale here. It does. This feels like
0: half of an episode, and not just in a bad way, but I, it's kind of like, I'll say with the Marvel way, like you see Infinity War, you got to see Endgame. Yes. You you can't see Infinity War and then just like, well, I guess you did have to wait a year then, but you want to get right into the finale. So right. watching this again as an individual episode is different in that way it's and i don't feel like the finales always do that with supernatural they do sometimes but this one definitely feels like a two-parter
1: it is yeah they even say to be continued at the end so that's the first time we've seen that we know it's going to be continued right but i think that's their way of letting us know that this is a two-parter and this episode chris 8.9 on imdb so this is you know one of the higher ones of the season and i have to agree with that
0: I do too, and then plot-wise in this one, we've got uh, Meg turns to killing John's friends to get to the cult. Mm -hmm. Sam Dean stake out the demon's next target, a family of a six-month-old baby with special abilities, or signs of special abilities, I should say. John heads off alone to confront Meg. This one, by the way, April 27th is when it aired, 2006. Robert Singer, and I love when Robert Singer directs an episode, always a great thing. IMDb reading, as you already mentioned, 8.9. Yeah, and the location of this is the same as the previous episode. There's no travel. So
1: zero miles. Well, not not for the boys, at least, right? So we're looking at it from the boys' perspective. John eventually has to head over to Lincoln, Nebraska, which I don't know how he does it because on the phone with Meg later on, he's like, you know, dude, I'm in Colorado. There's no way I'm getting to Nebraska overnight, but she demands that he be there by midnight the next day. So man that truck must it must get up to like 150 miles an hour for him to make that trip and i'm not surprised that truck is badass dude it is
0: it is a beast of a truck but that is a that's a long haul meg masters is back uh in this one john winchester of course played by jdm himself um the, and then of course the monster in this one is the yellow eyed demon i don't think yeah. we can get too much into the monster here you, you, you're aware of the yellow eyed demon we've talked about the demon he is a powerful one for sure we're gonna continue to get into this as we talk about the plot but the ally demon being back and in the episode is fantastic it's really cool to see him because i don't we don't see him in long stints this is a pretty decent stint of him that we get to experience um leading into obviously a very important finale which is a very nice setup i will say to season two which we'll get into uh well in 2022 but that said, let's talk about this one. Yellow Eyed Demon, obviously, in it is great, but in this one, we start with a pastor, a badass pastor, I should say. Yeah, Jim Murphy, friend of John Winchester's. He finds Meg at the church and she comes in. Uh, before she reveals her black eyes, she acts like, Oh, I need help, you know, plays a little innocent role and then reveals her black eyes. A very mm-hmm. cool kind of. We see this later on, the way that sometimes demons use it in this like threatening manner. They come in and then they reveal it and Fright comes into people around them. Yes. So the priest retreats, but you don't expect it. He's got an underground office with tools um, and research and runes all around the wall. And mm-hmm. it's just a really neat scene when you realize, all right, this dude's informed. He knows what's up. Uh, and then Meg follows him. She kicks down the door. And uh, basically, she wants to know the location of John Winchester. He won't do it. And she slits his throat. So as far as opening scenes go, I thought it was really cool. It just has a point. Yeah, it's straight to the point, but it's got a lot of neat pieces to it. The reveal of the the black eyes, the fact that this dude's got an underground bunker of sorts, um, not the bunker that we get used to later on, a small little one, but still nice. Uh,
1: Yeah. and, And the other thing that differentiates this opening scene from others, Chris, is that usually the opening scene is unrelated to the boys, at least directly, right? It's usually something that they. Go on to investigate this one. The opening scene is directly about the Winchesters. So so that was pretty cool. Um, Pastor Jim Murphy. That's a name that we've heard throughout the entire first season. Apparently, he used to babysit the boys when they were kids. Um, Close friend of John Winchester's, as we said. But I think it's really cool that just the idea That there are priests out there who are also hunters, like (laughs) Chris. I don't know, like if you know any priests or if you went to church as a kid, but like priests are usually very gentle. You know, you you don't assume much of them because that's just their trade. The fact that this guy has an arsenal of anti-demon weaponry, like in the church, I I thought it was really cool. Well,
0: Meg has a great dialogue in that church, and I do want to read this this quote. This is to Pastor Jim. She said, well, I've lied a lot. I've stolen, I've lusted. And the other day I met this man, a nice guy, you know, we had a really good chat, sort of like this. Then I slit his throat, ripped his heart out through his chest. Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> <laughs> and She delivers these lines so well. Meg, you mentioned yeah. the last time. A lot of guest stars, unfortunately, I will say it's a problem. It is probably, I guess you could say a problem with the show in the sense that they, it is a typecast very often. Yeah. The damsel in distress. Um, I, 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 I agree with that assessment. Some of these main characters, however, they create some very female strong characters with Meg in particular, Mm -hmm. and she is just fun to watch. I love this actress. Um, I'm sad when we don't have her in particular anymore, to be honest, because she's just really good. Yeah. But but yeah, that I I wanted to bring up that quote because it's it's a good one.
1: Yeah. And she's and personally, she is my favorite actress to uh, to play Meg personally. Um, I, like you said, I think she delivers the lines, uh, really great. Uh, she has good banter with John later on in this episode too. So, um, it's always good to see Meg. We will see her in later seasons, of course, but yeah, I really enjoy her. Um, especially, uh, what's her name, Chris, uh, Nikki, Nikki, a Cox is yes. this incarnation. So shout out to Nikki.
0: Yeah. Can we also mention this episode? Let's just get up and start. There's a montage in the beginning of this one. Now I forget if the Netflix version has it or not off the top of my head but oh yeah carry on wayward son yes plays in this so this is when we talk about this feeling the finale that also may be why dan because we are so used to this being a finale song yes that that may influence our calling it you know part of the finale mm-hmm. um so just something that's worth
1: noting yeah, it's a it's a great catch, Chris. I, I didn't even realize that. Uh, I'm guilty of skipping the recaps because <laughs> uh, I, I do watch on Netflix. But I did catch a little bit of it before I jumped into this episode. So yeah, spot on. Um, it, it 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 feels like they intended for this to be part one of the finale, and it feels like it.
0: Yeah. Well, in this episode though, John is sharing his research of like 20 years with Steve yeah, and they're learning a lot. And I like this scene because we talked about this earlier. Uh. And we talk about the fact that something just takes a line or two. Well, now you can understand, okay, John's been sharing research with them. So if John goes, they've now got all this information. Mm -hmm. He's done a big, he's done essentially a verbal download, you know? And the boys are in a good place with this information. Now, when they say something, they can say, well, dad told us this, dad told us this. So it's a great thing to do. Um, He does explain the trail that he's been following when he started seeing signs in salvation, Iowa, and he's intent on saving another family from pain and loss um, suffered by the Winchesters and this is where they agree to split up and cover more ground Yeah, uh, Sam's going to have the vision at this point which brings up a really great dialogue though Dan they the, they still have not and I didn't even think about this but they still have not told John about this and John is pissed like when were you going to tell him about this and, and he says you got to pick up the phone and call me about this and Dean does not have it Dean just straight up are you kidding me call you Uh, And it's it's a big moment, I think, for Dean.
1: Yeah, I think they should have let this scene breathe even a little bit further because Dean says, look, man, we tried to call you when I was dying. We called you when Sam started having these visions. And to John's credit, you know, what does he do? At first, he's angry. But then he says, you're right. You know, I don't love this new tone of yours, Dean, but you're right. Like, I'm, I'm sorry I haven't been available. I've been um, recklessly trying to find this demon and like that's all i can think about i'm sorry boys you're right but sam we'll figure that out later how sure are you that the vision you're having is accurate and sam's pretty sure so they it's a pretty big moment for them they they know that yellow eye is in the area like the immediate area this is the first time that john has actually been equipped to kill this thing so they're not really arguing a ton in this episode because they know that a lot is at stake and they're just trying to keep everything organized and go after this thing.
0: Yeah. And they, they do, they, but they, they, they do this split up. Um, Sam is finding out more now though, because his phone rings and Meg calls who they thought was dead. And she demands to speak to John and tells him, this is an important plot point and why they got to split up because when it comes down to it, she says that, uh, She's murdered Jim. She's going to kill his friend, Caleb, and she wants the cult. They buy a fake cult and they're questioning, is she really going to know, like, is this going to work? Um, John has the link in his point just because he, he does want to give Sam and Dean enough time to kill yellow eyes. Right. And he creates this escape plan for himself using holy water and a pipe system. It's really ingenious. It's like, really to cool. see John work. I am remiss to think that we don't get much more of John from this point, Mm -hmm. because what could have we done with John? Now, I understand you've got to sometimes kill off a major character. There's plot points to do it. But, man, if you could have got another full season of John Winchester, the stuff the boys would have learned, maybe they would have learned too quick. I don't know. Yeah, that was brilliant in my mind. Yeah, it
1: was, it was a crafty veteran move, I'll say, Chris. Um, and how about the character growth for John, right? John gets a lot of crap. I've been defending him this whole rewatch podcast, but um, he he goes from not wanting the boys to be anywhere near him, right, to then trusting them to kill the demon themselves with a gun that only has, what, five bullets left in it? Yeah. I mean, he, he really, like, turns here and starts to trust his boys. And I... I was like shocked at how quickly that happened but he must think that you know the boys are pretty damn good hunters at this point and throughout the season he has been sending them on hunts right he's been giving them coordinates he's been giving them tasks we've covered all these these missions Chris so in my head I have to think that John has been testing them or even training them like I think of it like in music Chris good musicians will bring other musicians along and they'll just kind of freestyle and riff to see if the other musicians can keep up with them, right? And through that process, they are able to then think just like that musician. Well, with John's case, John is always on the fly. And with these cases that we've been covering, the boys have had to find ways to win. And it's pretty cool that like on this episode, episode 21 now, he thinks they're ready. So much so that they really like only have one shot to kill this thing and he's going to let them do it so i wanted to touch on that really quickly because for john to like do that we wouldn't have guessed this five episodes ago right like this is a different guy this is a guy that understands the stakes he now trusts his sons he's going to go and risk his life so that the boys can kill yellow eyes and it doesn't quite work out for him but to go back to you know the holy water and the whole pipe system i mean man that was it's really cool
0: yeah, I mean, Sam and Dean do save the family here too, but they don't get to kill Eli's because Sam does not shoot uh, – Does he disappears before Sam can shoot him. Yeah, he's
1: not quick enough, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: But there's something that, that I think is important to read because there's a dialogue in this episode in and around this point where Dean says, I mean, if hunting this demon gets yourself killed, then I hope we never find the damn thing. Yeah. And it goes into that thing killed Jess, that thing killed Mom. And then Dean says, "You said it yourself. No matter what we do, they're gone and they're never coming back." And then Sam gets angry. Don't you say that, you know, not after all this. And then Dean, you could tell how much he cares. He does not want. He does not want to lose Sam. He doesn't want to lose his dad. Because he says, "Look, the three of us. That's all we have." Sometimes I feel like I'm barely holding it together without you and Dad. And then it, it you know, you get that. You described it as the, the chick flick moment, but it's at that level of emotion, dude. Makes, yeah that makes a good episode of, of supernatural where the boys are caring about each other. But this also at the, in the second, to last episode of this season sets up something that I think is, so important for an entire series, which is they will always take care of themselves in the long run. Yeah. They will take care of themselves to the point that sometimes humanity may not be better for it because their bond, they are so important. I, sometimes they make a mistake in doing it too. Sam, I feel like, has always been willing to be let go for it. We yeah. see this, we get there. Um, and we see that obviously as we go through this show, Sam is very willing to sacrifice, they will sacrifice for each other as we go on, but they will always try to get each other back. And Definitely, they need each other more than ever. They need each other, and that need for each other is strong in this episode because even John needs the boys. Uh, so we get this call, and it's Meg, and she says, You're never going to see your father. Again. Mm -hmm. And there's a question now. We're left to believe what happened to John. Now, I think any fan of any show says, Well, they didn't kill a character off screen, not a character of this size. So we we I think in our heads, even in first watch, probably no, right? This is it's gonna be okay. We're gonna see John again, but we don't have much more time left with John. Dan, that's the one thing that I think we have to acknowledge. John is not he is not in most of season two. So mm-hmm. we are good. I think John has a wonder when we get there, we're going to, we'll talk about, it, but I think he's been a wonderful character and I look forward to really what I guess will be our first kind of breakdown of the impact of a character. Um, it won't be the last time we, you know, season two is not the last time we see him either, right. but um, we're getting near the end of John's time on the show. So I, I'd like to appreciate the time that we also get with John Winchester, which we get plenty of in this episode.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate we have to say goodbye to John. At least for you know Sam and for mostly for Sam, I'll say um, him. Sam and John pretty much make up uh, between this last episode and this one. Chris, um, you know Sam has a great conversation with him, and he says, you know, we're not that different. You and I probably have more in common than anybody else. <laughs> you, you know, the love of your life died upside down, covered in fire on a ceiling, and so did mine. Um, and you know, th- they do make peace with John. Um, It is unfortunate we have to say goodbye, but I'm really looking forward to that prequel series that Jensen is heading up. Um, I think it's a great opportunity to explore um, John's history in particular. uh, You know why he is the way he is. We don't know a ton about that show, but I've always obviously been interested in John. Um, I just think, you know, the the circumstances that brought him to where he is in, in this episode like he, he touches on it a little bit, Chris. He says, you know, when your mom died, all I saw was evil. It's the only thing I could focus on. And right. I trained you boys to defend yourselves. And I turned into your drill sergeant at one point and I stopped being your dad. And I really love that conversation because, you know, every bad thing that he's done, he's trying to apologize for. And he's trying to give them that context that, listen, like I, I, I see only darkness and I'm sorry about that. But you guys have to understand that there's more out there that you guys had to be prepared for. So it's unfortunate he's leaving, but I do think he left on a strong note. Um, and as you said, he'll be back in later seasons, not quite in this capacity. Um, we don't get to explore his backstory a ton, but he will be back and that's always fun. Um, but yeah, with that prequel series, I really hope they touch on who he is, why he does what he does, and maybe even explore a little bit more with you know him and Mary. I want to note too, Richard
0: Sally, who played pastor Jim Murphy, according to IMDb. And I'm not, uh, I can, I'd have to dig deeper to say for sure, but according to IMDb, this is his last role that he has on IMDb. Oh, wow. um, He was, I thought he was very good in the role pastor Jim, in the small bit that he had. Yeah. Um, I mention it because I would love to see, as we talk about the prequel series, pastor Jim as a character. Yes. Yes. um, All of them actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Caleb, another friend of his. um, Yeah, I mean, he's got some... They do a good job of setting up the lore of the Hunter, right? That's always something I felt like Supernatural didn't do enough. We focus on Sam and Dean, obviously, because they're the main characters. But give me more about, like, Hunters in general, right? Men of Letters, they spent even more time on than the actual, like, Hunter lore, which, personally, Chris, I'm not the biggest Men of Letters fan. I wish they would have kept it within the Hunter sphere because there's so many cool things you can do with that. Especially
0: Um, later on, we we will get to the point where they're essentially running a group of hunters and it's not men of letters. They're running hunters. They, you know what I mean? It's yeah. We'll get to men of letters. We're a long ways away from that. I, I agree with you though. I would love to see more and more of this hunter lore. Maybe the prequel can do that. And maybe that's the good opportunity. But again, we are coming up the next episode for everyone uh, to be aware of is the finale. So it's the final episode of season one the way that we're operating here so everyone is completely in the loop we've said a few times but we will drop an episode of course for the finale and we'll come right back at you the week after with a season one recap we will take a little bit of a break and then we'll be back to the on the first friday of 2022 and that is going to be with our first episode of season two And that'll be season two, episode one of, uh, and that's 2022. So season two in 2022. Um, I'm certainly excited about that, Dan, but um, we are going to have a big recap and that's going to be a super sized episode. I would encourage, if you've got thoughts on this, there's a, a link in our show notes every week. You can record messages, share your thoughts on this season for us. And if anyone does share those, I can at least pull those and hopefully try to share your thoughts Uh, We'll certainly be sharing a lot of our favorite things, some things we've seen through Reddit uh, where we've been posting. So you can maybe find uh, some of the conversations we try to start over there on Reddit. And uh, Dan, I'm excited. I'm really excited about this final episode of season one and to dig into it. So I hope everyone is as excited as us to go back and relive that final episode.
1: Yeah, Devil's Trap, Chris, uh 9.3 out of 10. Now wow. that might be the highest rated episode of the entire season and what a way to end the season, right? With your best episode. I mean, very cool. Uh I'm excited to rewatch it. I haven't yet watched this one. I have to go and do so um very soon so we can talk about it in depth. But yeah, it's very excited to talk about the season as a whole, some of our favorite things, our least favorite things. We've got a bunch of polls to look over from Reddit as you said, so really looking forward to uh, you know talking about this season as a whole and then looking forward to season 2 we've only just started this yes. rewatch there's so much left to cover so really excited
0: yeah. so dan i guess you would say that it's safe
1: to say safe to say we've got work to do